I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. My belly's full. Yeah. And I just ate a beautiful bento box. Yeah. Which I, I don't exactly know what it means, but I know it involves a lot of food in little compartments. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious is what it, it is. It was nice. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. So, yeah. How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. I just had a uh, Nashville hot chicken sandwich with sweet potato fries, and I'm ready for a nap, but we're going to do this podcast instead. <laughs> I was just laughing. You know, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, how did Nashville get associated with hot chicken? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, like, I kind of... I'm a, I'm a little skeptical. Like, ha, like, oh no, man. I mean, like, I, you know, I've never actually had a Nashville hot chicken sandwich from Nashville, but I've had a Nashville hot chicken sandwich other places. It's always good, right? So one imagines like there's we're a story. in Los Angeles and like they're selling a Nashville chicken hot sandwich. It's right. Like, really? Well, really? It's, well, it was, hey, I mean, it's great. It tasted delicious. That's it is, all I it looked say. delicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, speaking of delicious, we got to give a major shout out to our patrons that are helping to make this show happen. Our patrons? That's Patreons right. are delicious? Well, you know, del- it, uh, anyway, we got Rez. <laughs> <laughs> Joining at the uh, Squire level, man. We got we got Rez. Rez, dear, dear friend of the country Squire, yeah. man. Him, um, Rez and his son Caleb come in every single Friday. Oh, wow. And hang okay, out yeah. at the Country Squire. I know that? it's Friday because two people show up at the Country Squire. <laughs> well, three people. I know it's Friday because Rez and his son walk in. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, my dear friend Ron walks in. And, oh, and, and okay. when, when those three people walk into the Country Squire, I know it's Friday. Well, how like, about I, that? I, I could totally forget the day of the week, but I know it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Rez, thank you so much for your support, brother. We really appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. We also want to give a major shout out as well to Mike. The parson. Now, Mike was a parson. Uh, uh, you know, the parson was Mike. Oh, a parson's like a preacher, right? Yeah. Is Mike a preacher? I'm assuming if he's Mike the parson. Well, somebody in his family was. But oh, Mike, his last name's just Parson. No, it's yeah, Mike Parson. Oh, it's Mike Parson. And that's yeah. uh, joining at the squire level. Well, as I bet well. at one point in his family's lineage, there was a parson involved i mean has mike had parsons blend that's what i want i don't know hopefully i would hope so yeah and then uh finally man we've also got buyers herbst 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 i think you actually tried as hard as you could to get it right i did did i mess it up buyers hurt herbst something like that yeah hey man buyers thank you so much also at the squire level a lot of squires man loving it so much that's wonderful man very generous really really kind yeah y'all support is exactly why we've been able to make the show happen and continue to do so on these uh this this week's leading up to the episode 500 live at the country squire that is gonna be march 4th now if you've not gotten your tickets you need to go ahead and do so head over to country squire or the country squire online.com yes or country squire radio.com the banners are there click those banners it's got all the details all the information's locked down your tickets that's going to help us know how to uh, craft the experience and everything it's gonna yeah, be a lot of fun I, I hope if you are planning on coming go ahead and get those tickets as soon as you can because 500th episode like our, our last episode of country squire radio we're man just just tickled i mean we're really excited about this it's a it's a bittersweet thing but we also are looking forward to enjoying this with with you and right. and, and hopefully have the opportunity to look you in the eye and, and thank you for 
supporting us over the years and um man just celebrating we're gonna eat some uh have a barbecue and tobacco pairing and some live music from the dead reckoning string band <laughs> which uh is gonna be awesome and man it's gonna be it's gonna be great so uh man check it out please if you can go ahead and sign up we'd love for you to come yeah please please come on that's right march 4th country squire jackson mississippi be there or be square square <laughs> country country square country square right <laughs> Oh, man. Look, we're not being square this week. We are doing the job in which you know that we do here, and that is talking some tobacco, man. Yes. This is interesting because, you know, we were talking about this, you know, with these uh, these kind of final episodes and everything. Yeah. You think about yeah. the final tobacco talk. You know, it's it's one of those monumental moments. This is Country Squire Radio, a celebrated pipe tobacco podcast, a pipe tobacco podcast, right? Like this is about <laughs> pipe tobacco. It's about pipes as well. And like, you know, the pipe culture and the spirit of a pipe show. There's a lot, there's a lot there. There's but a lot this we is, do. That when, when people come to this, they came under the assumption like that we'd be talking about tobacco. And right. we do. This is the episode where we do what the people want us to do. That's it. And so for years, for years, you and I have been sitting down at the mic over the years, over the tobacco, Talks, you have brought some amazing tobaccos in for us to talk about, to sample, to discuss the, the way in which they're presented, the, the bag notes, the tin notes, the, uh, mm. the smokeability, the texture, the color, everything. We've, we've, we've talked about uh, pipe tobaccos from the Squire. We've talked about pipe tobaccos from the past, from the future, from the present, even in our last uh, Christmas <laughs> episode. We, we, have, we have covered this in all different ways. When it comes down to it and you look at the last, the, the definitive final Tobacco talk from Country Squire Radio. The pressure is on. You got to go big or go home. God, you gotta, like, don't set me up like that. <laughs> you got to find. We are. Th- th- we are going home. We're going I, big, <laughs> and we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to find. So the, every, the expectations are high, and you saw those expectations. You saw the the weight of the moment that was going to be there, Dang and it, you Bo. said, "You know, what? I'm just going to do a normal one." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> No, I mean, there's a couple limited edition tobaccos that are that are debuting. Right. It's like, well, I I want to talk about that. I mean, let's stay relevant. Let's stay modern and and, and, and with it and timely and all that kind of stuff. Okay, it's all right, like, fair enough. This you, makes you know a lot of I mean? sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we're not. I'm not just hanging it up. You know, it's like I got I got work to do. Bro. That's right. That's I right. I got work to do behind the mic. Well, are you saying that you're still going to be a tobacconist <laughs> long after this podcast is cold? Well, of course. I, you know, this <laughs> podcast will be you know a little uh, a, a little a little cold, but uh, man, I, I gotta gotta keep up. Uh, you know what what what's what's hip? What the kids are doing? Your, your ears to the ground, your nose to the tobacco, <laughs> man. I love I love it. I like to see it. All right, man. So we are doing a tobacco talk. This is where you take two different tobaccos. You're reviewing them. Now, when this series started out originally, it was pipe tobacco from the Squire. And then we do, we kind of also get one that's in tin format as well. Yeah. But today you actually have two different pipe tobaccos that are kind of out and about. Neither one of these is actually from the Squire, but neither I'm excited one, to learn about them. Neither one is. Yeah. These are both, I, I say limited edition tobaccos. They're, they're, we're anticipating both of these to be limited edition tobaccos. Okay. And by the way, of course, we're recording yeah, th- th- in. This needs to be acknowledged doesn't it? Really, yes. it does we're recording uh, in los angeles downtown la downtown we um there is uh we see the beautiful skyline of the los lapd angeles. has been notified that we are here so you might be hearing them we quite a have bit. heard over the past like <laughs> i don't know uh, how many hours we've been here like right. 
I mean, just helicopters, like all types of sirens, uh, you know, ambulance and uh, fire truck. I mean, it's it, crazy. Just, it is constant. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm thinking some of these helicopters might be like news stations. They're looking for us. This is what I'm saying. It's been I think, reported. Well, I mean, they we're heard here. we're in town. Exactly. And this ele- I think you started good. talking about the murder building right down the road. And then well, they're the, like, the, yeah, that's the Cecil Hotel but with the Netflix show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that, that's the thing. Like, we, we're, I kind of. I, something is constantly happening in downtown LA. Like it's just it's of it's course. funny. Yeah, yeah, we, we are, and, and that's, now we're here, and, now we're and here. there's sirens everywhere. <laughs> so, so our apologies uh, for that. You know, you it's, might hear some sirenage <laughs> in the uh, in the or some helicopter. Uh, you know, in the in the background. Yeah, good, anyway. good to acknowledge, but man, no. But let's let's do the business, man. Let's <laughs> talk about this home. tobacco. Absolutely. Bringing it home. We've got a couple tobaccos. I'm excited to talk about here. Doing the work of the tobacconist, and today the first one we'll talk about is actually a re-release of a limited edition tobacco that came out in 2016. The Savinelli are one of our favorite yes. uh, pipe manufacturers, storied brand that of course has been making quality products for, you know, uh, over 140 years at this point. You know, they have collaborated over the years with different blending houses to come out with tobacco that bears their name. Of course, anything that bears the Savinelli name, they want to put a lot of effort into to make sure it gets the story right, that it's on brand, that it's on quality and all that kind of stuff. And so in 2016, when Savinelli turned 140 years old, wow, wow. they came out 140 years. I mean, that's, you know, that's wild. Who was, who was president in... 140 years. I don't even know what day that was. Alex! No. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, anyway, 140 years ago, they came out with, or they came out with, in 2016, they came out with the tobacco to celebrate their 140th anniversary. And it's just simply called the 140th anniversary tobacco from Savinelli. Chester Allen Arthur. Oh, the the most celebrated of all of our presidents, old Chet Arthur. Yeah, the one that we all know off the top of our name. He uh, I, <laughs> obviously head, yeah. is on so much coinage yeah. and monumental. Chester Allen Arthur. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to this man. I, 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 I'm sorry to the, the. Is that the one with one of those American education is system? That, is that the one with one of those really fancy beards? Oh, he's got like the most baller. Mustache, like beard, mustache you know, like combo the, the, thing, the handle thing, the little swoop thing. Yeah, yeah, it's shaved on the yeah. chin, but he's got like the 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 you know the grips. Yeah, the handlebars. I feel like go all the way up. I feel like old Chet Arthur would have been a pipe smoker, don't you? Probably. Yeah. I can do some research. <laughs> Okay, well, Please continue about the pipe tobacco. That's a though. different episode that will probably never happen <laughs> at this point. Uh, 140th anniversary tobacco. For, and why do Italians care who the American president was 140 <laughs> years? Anyway, this is ridiculous. You you were the one. Anyway. Hey, we're going off the rails like a good old-fashioned hey. Country Squire radio hey. episode yes, right here. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it at home right, Bo. Man, so uh, they, of course, came out with this in 2016 to great fanfare. Delicious tobacco. And uh, it was a limited Run, they have decided to re release that in January of this year. And so, as this episode is, re- is we're recording it now mid January, as this episode airs, it will be mid February. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, in your sake, listener, there will be, for your sake, <laughs> listener, there will be a 10 or two of this out there for you to procure yourself from your favorite tobacconist. I know we got a few. It does not release for another day or two, I think. And so, we'll see h- how long it lasts. I don't really know, honestly, how many of these they made. Can I ask you about this? Do you, yeah, sure. How, when, when you get these kind of early tens, how much time do you have with them before they hit the market? Like you know, that? this is really 
you hit a nerve. This is frustrating. <laughs> like, Bo and I are sitting here having this very calm conversation, and my hair just stood up. because I Triggered! Like, well, some of these jokers, they send us these cans, yeah. or they'll say, like, hey, this tin is coming out on this day. And then, and then we get it, like, we get plenty of the tin, but we get it, like, the day after that. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, like, we're not, you know, we're not one of the biggest retailers, you know, anywhere, but we're, we're not... We're not nobody. We're not peanuts. We're not nobody. Okay? Like we're yeah. one of the biggest pipe dealers in the southeast. Like sure. send us the cans, right? Let, I mean, let, let's at least get them a day or two early. Right, right, right. right. So we'll get them like maybe the day after. <laughs> what happens a lot of times? There's one manufacturer that will remain uh, nameless, but because uh, I respect them a lot, but they have this funny quirk. Every time they do a, a release tin, a, a limited edition tin that has a release date, yeah. like, hey, it's coming out this, this day. day. Yeah, yeah. And they put it on all their stuff. They threaten all their, you know, uh, dealers. They're like, look, if you, you know, you, you can't release it at before this date, because if you do, you know, we uh, will flag your account or something like that. But what they do, uh-huh. <laughs> they also have an online retailer associated with themselves uh-huh. and they come out with it the day before. Uh-huh. And that drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Bo, yeah. I'm not bitter about it at all. <laughs> we did, we, um, did, we did, you know, can we squeeze in a spill the tea type of uh, episode of Country Squire right or when a, uh, John David goes off the handles? Another and pipe shop fails, <laughs> like version four or what, whichever one we'd be on. Burn it all the bridges. I know, right? <laughs> burn them all down. <laughs> anyway, only you can burn your bridges. So this particular tobacco, uh, anyway, all that to say, some of the some of the to- tobaccos, we get some time with them before yeah. they debut. And then other times we, we literally don't have any time at all because they were supposed to go out b- before we got them. Yeah. Which, so anyway, it, this 140th anniversary tobacco from Savinelli, really beautiful blue, navy blue tin, just 140, 40th with the little degree symbol up there over the 140th. Just very, very beautiful. This is, again, originally made in 2016. They've decided to do a re-release of this to some anticipation here in January of 23. And uh, this is blended, actually, by uh, Cornell and Deal and Jeremy Reeves. And, of course, Jeremy, dear Boy. friend of the show, yeah. uh, bringing in the big guns to, you know, to make this particular tobacco. They just, they really worked hard on it. I want to read their description directly from Cornell and Deal on this tobacco. It says... An elegant blend of red and bright Virginias, Savinelli's 140th anniversary combines spicy oriental with choice dark-fired leaf from Italy and is further infused with notes of citrus and wildflower for a captivating all-day smoking experience. The special dark-fired tobacco, listen to this, this is really interesting. The special dark-fired tobacco included in this indulgent mixture is a staple in Italian cigar production Wow! and is grown and double-fermented on a single farm in the Tuscan Tiber Valley region of Italy, a location celebrated for its long history and tradition of tobacco cultivation dating back to the 17th century. Mm. A complex blend that deftly marries flavors of both spicy and sweet, Savinelli's 140th anniversary will appeal to a range of discerning pipe smokers. So this is cool. What what they've done when first of all, let's just acknowledge. Okay. They're using tobacco from Italy in this blend. When I think of Italy, the first thing I think of is not tobacco. Probably the tenth thing I think of is not tobacco. But 
But they're putting Italian tobacco in this blend. And that's oh, that's interesting. Even in the so, pipe world, you think of briar. You don't necessarily like like well, you, you don't think run of briar exactly. Yeah. So, but but what a lot of folks don't understand, and this is real real popular, that Italy is known for cigar making. Yeah, and a lot of that. But it, they make a particular type of cigar that uses dark fired leaf from Burley strain, oh, and and okay. and it has a very robust smoky bold flavor to it that is just it, it, it's very distinctive I, I don't know how else to do it. you know if you if you roll up into your american cigar shop and ask for a you know a, just normal cigar someone's going to hand you a you know a, a perdomo or rocky patel or something like that and, and and these italian cigars that have been around forever and are very flavorful they just don't taste like that. They have their mm. own flavor profile that's more of a that roasted, dark-fired flavor that those robust pipe smokers really enjoy. And so, you know, oddly enough, the, the, the most notable usage of these cigars, of course, is Clint Eastwood in those old, those right. old movies. So if, yeah, you think yeah, of that, yeah. if you think of those cheroots like that he's smoking. Like when he was smoking, on like the man with no name and he had that right his teeth and everything. That is that cigar. Those yeah. cigars are from Italy. That's wow. t- t- Toscano's. And so, so, you know, just full-bodied, spicy, huh. really good. And, and they even have some flavored cigars of that nature. I'm going to get back to the pipe tobacco. No, no, no. This, this is a fascinating this little is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they actually flavor some of these things, but they flavor them with, like, in a different way than some of the flavors we're used to in other cigars on the market. They use, like, cocoa nibs ground and then use the powder on that for the flavor. Interesting. Or they'll flavor them with aniseed. So they have like a licorice flavor. So right. like it's just different. Yeah. You know, you don't just see like, oh, this one's a chocolate covered cherry cigar, like a lot of the stuff, you know, you see in in the US. So anyway, really interesting. A lot of people when they are hear that, you know, Italy has a fine cigar heritage, they don't recognize that. And so what they've done is they've tried to incorporate some of that leaf. And Jeremy's done a great job here into the um into the 140th anniversary tobacco from Savinelli and they've and they've crushed it so Man. it's uh again a, a beautiful biscuit can style tin that's got the a taller uh, note to it something like a bigger Cornell and Deal tin that you might think of and uh, and when you open it up it's it's got a very fascinating tin note Bo do you want to grab that tobacco it's on the yeah top there if you can reach it I did not bring because of travel I didn't bring the entire tin with me so I brought a bag of it that Bo is uh oh that smells so good isn't that interesting wow that smells good but the back the back note on this tobacco so this is a tobacco that will th- okay let me say that this is a tobacco that will please that has the potential to please everybody but the Latakia fanboy like the Latakia yeah, if the, you're looking for a lap bomb to say the that. only person the, the only person this that will definitely not like this tobacco is one of those people that like oh I only smoke heavy Latakia blends or heavy Englishes or whatever like like if you're one of those people that only smokes Latakias like just don't even fool with this tobacco no this smells amazing though but this tobacco for pretty much everyone else in the pipe smoking world offers something it's a crowd pleaser and, and I, I think it's really interesting it's got aromatic elements it focuses a lot on Virginias. It has a nice dark fire component. The Orientals are apparent. This is great. What about it's the room really, note? Like when you're tasty. when you're smoking this, how does your uh, how does your partner feel? The room note is warm and inviting, and it lingers, which sometimes is a bad thing. But in this case, I don't find that this is a that this is a bad thing. Yeah. A lingering room note on this particular tobacco. So the flavors are 
all over the map here. There's a, there's, there's, it's figgy. There's a sweet feed, almost like a, like a horse feed, OD <laughs> note to it. And that's even apparent to me in the tin note. A, a connoisseur of horse feed. Yes, a connoisseur of course. of horse feed. Of course. Yes. Um, and so that, that, that tin note, it, it even has that, that sweet feed note to it. It's really interesting. There's a sourness that's there. It's got cinnamon, honeysuckle. There's all these weird things that play together and it makes a really, just a really beautiful tobacco. I've really, mm. really enjoyed this. The, the leaves itself, you can identify easily almost every component in this tobacco just looking at the actual leaves. There's, you know, a, a variety of different Virginias, which are apparent. The dark fired stands out. You know, the Orientals are, are very apparent. It's just all, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. But this is a sweet and salty tobacco. It burns a little fast, but not harsh. The Virginias complement each other well, and it's expertly seasoned with, you know, these Italian dark-fired florets that are just really fragrant and, and flavorful, and they're florets, and, uh, you know, there's that. Yeah. And so who ever th- thought about putting broccoli in a, uh, in a, in a tobacco? I, I certainly have not. But Laudisi, or but, but Cornell and Deal did. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, the, so it's just a, this is a great tobacco. really enjoyed this one. The room note's nice, leaves a, a nice warm aftertaste and after, after room note to it. You know, if this is something you're, you, you know, it, this could be an all day, every day tobacco for a lot of people. Could be, but if you're one of those people that you know only smokes Virginias or only smokes aromatics or only smokes insert the type here, you know this is a good blend for people who like something interesting to change it up with type of thing. Again, if you only smoke English blends and Latakia is your thing and that's all you smoke, just pass this one by. So, but but everyone else, I think this offers something right. for everybody else. So I got to make mention of this. You already mentioned the tin, like just the the art and everything, the way it kind of uh, you know it's very bold. You it's know, it's just bold. It's just very bold. It's simple. I think it's fantastic. I think it communicates it's clean. It communicates special. It's in your face. It's your attention. My only critique of it is it's not very representative of the pipe tobacco from that standpoint because the pipe tobacco is very warm right. and inviting and like you know like you can kind of like walk into like a bake shop. You know what I mean or something yeah. like that. You know like there's a there's a yeah. there's a warmth to it but at the same time i think the uniqueness the premium nature of it uh really comes across in the branding and in the product so it in that kinda, way there is a similar there's a connection kind of reminded me of some of those old mcclellan tins that had like a weight to them you yeah know? it doesn't have that big seal and all that stuff but like the when you when you hold the physical tin i wish i would have brought the tin with me but just luggage constraints and all that but when you hold the physical can there's a there's a weight to it you feel like you're holding something impressive and important and i like that you know it, it this only comes in a 100 gram tin and so you're kind of you know when you buy it you're buying something that's kind of kind of weighty and you feel like you're um you know this is a commitment type of thing it's just it's it's good uh, so anyway highly recommend this tobacco if you want to try something interesting and and different you know again as this is recording don't know how fast it's going to sell but i hope you uh, hope you get to try some all right man so uh savinelli 140 what, what else we got today another limited edition tobacco that will debut right around the end of january and this is a, a actually a collaboration between Mer- missouri meersham and Sutliff. And oh, it's hey, how about that? Probably about as far away from the tobacco you just we just talked about <laughs> as you could get. <laughs> Is this about to be a lap bomb? It's not. Okay. It's a, it's a, it, I, I say as far as ways you get. I guess a lap bomb would actually be be that. Right. But this is a very heavy, heavy aromatic, sweet, fruity blend. 
So, and it, it is in your face with that, makes no apologies about being that. And it's exciting because they're kind of doing this with Valentine's Day in mind. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. this one is called A Taste of Temptation Ooh. from Missouri Mearsham. Welcome, Country Squire Radio listeners. We've got for this tobacco talk, we're going to take things down. Oh yeah, to that base level. Make sure you've got your sweetheart, hold her tight, bring her in, pack your pipe, and enjoy some sweet temptation. Taste of temptation. The taste of temptation. <laughs> Get some Cavathier, it'll be very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this would actually go pretty good with some Cavathier. Good Cavathier, yeah. Um, it, my it my is... ladies' man, it's been a while since I heard the Man, the ladies' man, I know. <laughs> oh, I need to go watch those old skits again. Oh, anyway, man. Taste of Temptation Tobacco from Missouri Mearsham made by Sutliff. It's an amaretto cherry tobacco. Aromatic. Oh, wait. Blend. Hang on. Hang on. But, uh, cherry? Yeah. Nobody's tempted by cherry tobacco. What are but you talking about? it's got amaretto about? on it. <sighs> it's a taste of temptation. Smell it. I, smell it. Okay, hang on. There's hang the on. can. I did bring this can. Smell it and tell me you can't okay, right. tempted by that. So, first of all, now I'm holding it. Right. And all right, so to, to 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 the credit of the the folks at Sutliff and Missouri Mearsham, you know, you think that you think you're going to be inundated with like roses, right? And right. most of the roses that you get in kind of a romantic type setting, you get red roses, which yeah. longtime listeners know that I am more uh, partial to the white roses. You're a white rose guy. They do have an interspersing of red and white rose. So congratulations! Already, you're starting to win me over immediately <laughs> as I hold this. We have got the Queen of Hearts herself, although she has wrapped around her hands some. Uh, sharp rose vines with the thorns out. There is some temptation. At first, I thought apples, but now I am seeing, in fact, those are cherries, which now makes me question things before I open this up. It's a very, it's a, it's a cool looking can. The art is really cool. I've, I got I got to tip my hat to them. And again, thank you to whomever decided to make those red and white roses. No, that's uh, good. That's I, good. Yeah, and that's, she's got a queen of hearts, uh, playing card on there. Yeah, too, exactly. Which is, which is oh nice. yeah. So that's right. So the queen of hearts per, per, uh, personified as well right. as the playing card. Right. That, my friend, is very cherry. It's very cherry. That is very cherry. <laughs> the amaretto stands out. It does have it does a stand nice out. amaretto note. It, it tastes, that would have been to me, it's a great, I'm sure it will be a great success at Valentine's okay, Day. Okay, look. That yes. would have been a great Christmas blend. No, no, no. And, in, I, in, in my mind. this Both and, but yeah, definitely Christmas. But also, I do see that at Valentine's Day. And I will say this, as much, you know, like we go back and forth, like, oh, cherry's the worst. And then it's like, but look, don't listen to us. If you like cherry, enjoy cherry. <laughs> like, that's the reality. <laughs> But here's the thing, like so many folks have cherry tobacco as part of that origin story for their pipe journey because the grandfather smoked. No, you're right about that. Like we're over, you know, I'm over here acting like all high and mighty about it. And like, there are some like seasoned, you know, well long past pipe smokers that all they smoked was cherry tobacco. And I'm sitting here, some punk, you know, a couple decades later on a microphone acting like it's not like the, you know, the thing. And so why do you think all this cherry tobacco has been produced over the years? Oh, it's because people are smoking it. That's so. right. <laughs> and because while they were smoking it, their ladies got the taste of temptation. <laughs> so, um, there, because, again, collaboration with Sutliff, right? There is no secret that Sutliff has a very deep, deep, deep bullpen of aromatic recipes to pull from. Yeah. So that they had... that. Like when you think when you think of certain brands, you think of a certain thing. Like when we when I think of Cornell and Deal, I think of one billion, fulfillion, bajillion Burley Virginia blends that are all over the map and they're all great, right? When I think of Sutliff, I think of one billion, fajillion, 
the same thing I said a minute ago, but with aromatic blends. Mm. Like they have mm. an aromatic blend for everything. Like if you you name insert name of flavor here, they've got an aromatic blend for that. And so they're they just they have aromatics in spades. They do a really good job. Some of their aromatic tobaccos are only available in bulk, which a lot of some premium pipe smokers aren't as familiar with. But you know they they have a lot of stuff in bulk that might not necessarily be tinned, but it does come in in a pouch or in bulk. Anyway, having said that, the blend is really nice. The moisture is very consistent without being sloppy. It's not a this is a it's certainly a moist tobacco that yeah. has a has that kind of give to it, and I'm sure will leave a a healthy residue in your pipe. But it's not a sloppy moist tobacco there are some tobaccos that are that are much more wet than this it's a potent aromatic again not syrupy and then all the leaves and they're very beautiful brown black orangey leaves the tin note on this is very interesting to me because you t- you smell the cherry right oh, yeah. Yeah. but there's a pastry element and i'm sure i'm sure that that's coming kind of like from a tart the amaretto yeah. too but that 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 pastry element you know, almond kind of flavor, tasting note. You were hungry when there. you came up with this, weren't you? I'm starving. <laughs> and, and I just ate a bento box. <laughs> anyway, just a lot going on there. Right. Thick cherry pie flavor with that amaretto topping is just very, very nice. So anyway, if you're a fan of aromatics, this will be out uh, around uh, late January. Hopefully there's some around Valentine's Day for you. And check it out. All right. Well, there you go. And of course, you know, we always love to see our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum, you know, doing a little dabbling in the pipe tobacco world because they are so well known and celebrated for their amazing corn cob pipes. They also have clay pipes available to you too. They've got some incredible products. If you haven't headed over to corncobpipe.com, you absolutely should. John David, if I had to ask you right now, like, like, well, actually, you know what? I am going to ask you right now. What, what am I saying? <laughs> Your go-to tasting pipe from Missouri Meerschaum, because like it is, it it is every it is well known that every good tobacconist worth their salt has a good tasting pipe. Yeah, sure. And you cannot get a better tasting pipe than what our good friends offer at Missouri Meerschaum. What are you using these days, man? If it's a tasting pipe, one of those pipes that's like, hey, I need to try this tobacco. I pull it from the rack. It's a legend. It's oh, always been the legend. I love the legend. The yes, legend absolutely. is the legend is the Honda Accord of Missouri Meerschaum. Pipes. It's it's you know the, it's consistent. It's accessible. It's approachable. It fits a whole. It pushes a whole lot of buttons. It's just a, it's not a one size fits all pipe, but it's pretty close to it. It's kind of one of those things that when you think about the legend, like it's iconic. It's been around forever. It's well celebrated. It's there's a word for that. Anyway, the legend is a great. <laughs> I think it starts with an L. The legend is right. a wonderful pipe from our good friends at Missouri Beershop. <laughs> and if you've got a legend, uh, be sure to uh, enjoy it this week. Maybe taste some of these wonderful uh, fine pipe tobaccos with it. Uh, get, let, take a picture of yourself doing so. Tweet it out on the social medias and whatnot. It's a great way to let our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. You know, my favorite legend, corncob pipe, is the one I have that has a picture of Eric Cartman on it. Oh right! When uh, we had a, a listener from the show who uh, did we had some a custom. listener that did a, a four a set of four corn cob pipes. Yeah, mine has Spider Man. You have a Spider Man? Yeah, I think from the same artist, right? A, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, it's a she. Yeah, it's remember. a lady from Alabama. I can't remember her name. I can't. Remember but she did. That's how long we've been doing this. But she did a the South Park set. She did Cartman, Kyle, Stan, and Kenny. Right. And I sold all of them, but I kept the Cartman for myself. <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week coming in from Gabriel Roper. Oh yeah, man, Gabriel, long time listener here. So good morning, brothers. I just finished listening to the episode "Caught You Blending" from <laughs> September 2018. I'm really excited to try out blending with some better knowledge now. Uh, a month ago, I took about three pounds of various high quality tobaccos that didn't make the rotation, mixed them all up, and presented them in the poor man's press. Y'all talked about it in a previous episode. It's ready to come out now, so I'll send some along soon. Uh, let me know what you think. This That reminds me. Someone asked you about making a Highland Grog coffee-flavored tobacco. We actually had a few people write in about this. Yep. The Highland Grog coffee-flavored tobacco on an episode recently, and you, confu- uh, you confessed to not knowing what that was. So I'm sending you a bag of both kinds of Highland Grog that I know of. Let me know what you think. At the end of the episode in blending, I had one question for you. What are the general ratios for the different standard blends? So, for example, English, Aromatic, uh, uh, Virginia Perique, uh, Virginia's, etc. Thank you all for what you do. Please keep it up. So, if I'm tracking on what he's asking here, yeah. you, know, you talk about like bourbons and rye. In order for bourbon to be bourbon, it has to have a certain corn ratio. Yeah. If it's a rye, it has a certain rye ratio, that sort of thing. I think what if, if I'm tracking here, you're saying like for it to be considered a Virginia, what percentage of that needs to be Virginia? If yeah. it's uh, aromatic, English, you know, burly, what, that, that sort of thing. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, all this is subjective, right? I mean, most people, when they think of Virginia blends, we, we tend to associate that with a Virginia 
a Virginia Puro, sometimes I call it, which is not really an appropriate term because Puro is more of a cigar-related word, but a, but a, but a, a Virginia that's just solid Virginias, you know. Uh, Virginia Perique, we think of, uh, you know, the same thing. Virginias with just Perique tobacco in it. Aromatics, anything that are heavily flavored. English blends, this is where we get kind of muddy. English blends typically always feature some type of Latakia. The Latakia historically has been as low as you know, five to 8%. Nowadays, it seems like people love, you know, English blends that are, you know, 20, 30, even 40%, uh, you know, so, but there's not really any hard and fast rules on any of this. A lot of tobaccos that are generally considered non-aromatic are flavored with something, right? They've got a little dash of lemon oil on them or, you know, some kind of, you know, essence of orange or something like that. You'll see this sometimes, come through even just a sugar casing yeah. like a sh- just to remove some of the harshness from the tobacco leaf itself some non-aromatic tobaccos have that on there and so it, it's it's hard to define a lot of these things some virginias will throw a little burly in there some virginia periques will also have a little burly in there or maybe a little dark fired to just you know kind of make the flavors more interesting so you know as far as as ratios for this stuff it, there's no hard and fast rule on definitions definitions in the pipe world are very convoluted you know there's no standardized when it comes to this like there there's is just not like define a balkan blend right. okay well if you ask me a balkan style blend is a heavy <laughs> english that features oriental tobaccos aside from latakia but other people will define that as no it's a it's an oriental forward tobacco it might not be a heavy latakia it might not even have necessarily latakia at all but I, you know i would always say it it, it the Balkan blend has some type of Latakia in it. Um, you know, uh, other folks, uh, when we talk about Scottish style mixtures, you know, typically I'll say it's a, you know, light English blend. So it's an English, so it's a tobacco that features Latakia, but is very Virginia forward on that. So other people will say it's a Latakia blend that features Black Cavendish. I mean, you, you go back and forth with yeah, this stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> you definitions. Know, you know, it's it's so funny because it is so highly subjective. And, you know, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this on mic. And if we do, I'm going to save it for episode 500. <laughs> but like the first time that we ever had like a, like a pre-engage, like a pre-back and forth with Brian Levine yeah. was over a debate on definition. But it was like a Cold War debate. Like we, you had said something and then he went on his show and like talked about it, yeah, and kind of challenged you a little bit. I don't yeah. even think he called you by name. He might have. I can't recall. No, this he didn't. This this was before I think Brian and I had actually. This is before we had gotten even yeah met. We yeah. had this. It's so interesting because whenever I get a chance to meet listeners, it's one of the, like there's a couple of like behind the scenes stories that, yeah. that I, I share only when I'm not on mic. Yeah, and that's one. We'll of talk them. about that because that was kind of a fun thing. That's a we fun still, story to still share. talk about occasionally. Yeah, that's neat. Y'all come to Jackson because there might be some things that even make the cutting room floor for that episode. We're gonna if have you're a good not, time. If you're not there, you we're, might. We're, miss we're gonna we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> we're gonna have a great time. Oh man. Um. <laughs> so anyway, two two real quickly to some of Gabriel's other points because he talks about the Highland Grog flavor. By the way, Gabriel was so kind, sent uh, two bags of coffee and then um, some uh, tobacco that he had actually pressed that he mentioned from all this other uh, tobacco they had made. Really, really kind. And so I, I was unaware Highland Grog coffee, the, the, the Highland Grog is actually a flavor profile. This is a flavor profile someone has developed um, over time. And it, it's not just, I, I, I just had never heard of this. So, But it's a combination of flavors that typically involve brandy, brown sugar, 
maple, vanilla, and butterscotch. That sounds amazing. Okay, so that doesn't that sound great? Yeah. Like, I don't care what you call that, but that sounds fantastic. And a coffee? Like, Come on, man. That's great. Yeah, he's yeah. right. So I think that's the idea. And, and and so apparently that that is a flavor profile that's out there. Kind of like kind of like when, you know, if you're in the American South and you refer to the flavor snickerdoodle. Okay. You kind of know what that means. Yeah. Well, like, apparently... Highland Grog sounds like so that. much more BA than Snickerdoodle. Yeah, it's Snickerdoodle, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like, so, but you kind of th- there's that there's that sense of like, no, this is a flavor profile that someone's kind of concocted yeah. and has you know found its way into various things. And so, anyway, really neat concept. I do want to read some of what Gabriel says here. Gabriel also, with the coffee that he sent, also sent a uh, a plug of some cake uh, that he had pressed. He referenced in the in the note that he said earlier, and this is in a separate email he sent me. But he said uh, the cake I sent has a bit of a story. I picked up a pipe a bit over a year ago and found not only that I loved it, but I also loved the community around it, especially the portion of it represented uh, by Alan Harrelson of the Pipe Cottage, hmm. Mutton Chop Piper, which we all know, oh, yeah, Mutton Chop. and uh, yourself talking to me and Bo. At the time, I was working in a COVID unit uh, nursing home. He's a nurse. Right. And had been since the first wave came through until just a couple of months ago. The pipe and its community could not have come at a better time for me. Mm. I dove in and tried a bit of everything. While bringing all, while binging on all the YouTube videos and podcasts I could, two months ago I found that uh, I had about three pounds of various tobaccos that, while good, just weren't staying in my rotation. Uh, and he, of course, he referenced this as in his other question. He said, "I decided to mix it all, pressed it up, and in the PVC hockey press press that you had described in another episode." And then I hung them over a heater in my shop for about 45 days. Uh, what came out, I feel, was v- quite good. And uh, he said he decided to name this tobacco Remembrance in, re- in memory of my late father, who mm. passed away almost two years ago due to COVID. Like all these tobaccos, though being high quality and good in themselves, may not have been what I hoped for or wanted, and some were downright awful experiences. <laughs> These last few years need to be remembered and learned and learned from. Yeah. Uh, mixed up, pressed, and allowed to share their flavors and characteristics, mm-hmm. uh, they can yield something special and good. Wow. And so, uh, anyway, all, all that from Gabriel. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. I appreciate him letting me share personally and uh, in, in all those experiences. Just wonderful uh, coffee and tobacco and, and really grateful for that. It's amazing to see how people have you know, really, you know, the tobacco and pipes, they tell a story. I think, I think as all art forms do. Yeah. And I think for listeners of this show, particularly who I would imagine are still listening to the show to some extent, maybe not everybody, but a large majority of folks are doing so because they connect with the understanding of the pipe and pipe tobacco as artistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not just like a product that you enjoy. And you know, we, yeah, we do the nerd out stuff as tobacco talk. That's part of it. But even that, that's the art, like the artistry of it, like the, the flavor profiles, how it's made, the way it's presented. It's all, it all comes down to the artistry. And Absolutely. so hearing Gabriel transfer, like, like, like transform his experience and his feelings, his history that he's had over the last couple of years and really communicate that as his connection with, um, you know, his loved ones into a pipe tobacco. I mean, that's art. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. Thank man. you so much for sharing that. It's with a us, consumable man. art that he's created that has meaning. Yeah. And now has affected uh, other people too. So, Absolutely. Yeah, really cool, Gabriel. Thank you. That's awesome. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. 
All right, man. Quick fire question. All right, man. We got, of course, Pastor Joda. He's been hooking us up this uh, for this series, man. All right, here we go. Yep. He's kicking us back to our childhood. Action figures or Legos? Action figures. Really? But not by much. Okay. Legos. Yeah. Lego, man, we were just only Legos. Although yeah. we did have, when I was growing up, the Legos were like the, the good guys and the action figures were the bad guys. <laughs> In all fairness, I think it's like the, we didn't have that many action figures, but we had this Jafar Aladdin genie Lego set, but we lost the genie and we lost Aladdin and like all we had was Jafar left. Yeah. And so Jafar was kind of like, you know, the leader of the the bad guys. And then we had our, our Legos and everything. We're always going up against Jafar and everything. And, uh, <laughs> but then Jafar got broken or like part of his face melted. I don't know. I can't remember what ended up happening. <laughs> and so, you know, then it ends Poor up, Jafar. yeah, it ends up holding, but we were a big into Legos, man. We, we love Legos as kids. So Legos all the way. Uh, riding your bike or playing outside games. Uh, riding my bike. Mm-hmm. That was, that was it for me. I still, I, some of my sweetest childhood memories were, um, riding a bike. My kids love riding their bikes. It's been really great to see them enjoy that. But yeah. I think more often than not, it was more like playing outside more so than riding my bike. I liked riding my bike. Yeah. But between the two, probably that. Yeah. Uh, breakfast cereal or Eggo waffles? Oh. By choice. By choice, Eggo waffle. Yeah, same. Same. But yeah. by practice, definitely cereal. Yeah, I ate more cereal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons are sleeping in? Cartoons. <gasps> really? I was a different person. He was a different person, but I'm the same person, and it's still <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> and then finally, Power Rangers or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Oh, yeah. Turtles all the way. Yeah. Although, I think neither of those, I think both of were, if I'm, I don't think either were really celebrated in our household growing up. You know what I mean? We but, celebrated the turtles for sure. Did Ninja you really? Turtles. Yeah, yeah, we did. I had all the Ninja Turtle stuff. My my grandmother even bought me that Ninja Turtle thing that like, it had like goo that poured on. Oh, the ooze. Shredder or something. I can't remember. It's and the like, ooze. And I remember like I got that on my, I don't know, my mom's couch or something. It, it, it was it was tragic. Teenage but anyway, Mutant Ninja um, Mom's Couch. Teenage I got- Mutant Ninja Mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, great, Joda. Thank you so much for sending those in. We love these quick fire questions. Hopefully, you've enjoyed getting to know us throughout this crazy, weird process that we've been able to enjoy over these weeks. And uh, yeah, it's just been great. Thank yeah. you so much. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listen to feedback, man. Coming in from Dave, aka Doctor Alien, aka the Doc, aka we could just keep on coming up with names for him. He's actually, <laughs> uh, fun fact, he's actually not a doctor. It's just Dr. His first initials. Dr. So Alien. We, we just almost <laughs> kind of referred to him in that, in that capacity. But anyway, yeah. Uh, he says, "Well, actually, you tell me. What does Dave have to say?" <laughs> he said, "And is it Doctor Alien or Doctor Allen?" Well, okay. So it's he goes by Doctor Allen, or he goes by Dr. Allen or Doctor Alien. Okay. He was, uh, you know, we've 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 wrapped this, or at least I've, I've wrapped kind of my my experience with it. But um, we had this Minecraft server that we had for a while during the COVID era, oh. and that kind of carried over for an additional year. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, and he was okay. one of our of our players. Got and, it. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. well, I was like, am my eyes just bad, or is that okay? Anyway. <laughs> Hi, JD and Bo. I just finished listening to the Vintage Tin Art episode and was surprised to find out that I have actually tried a tobacco that neither of you have tried. <gasps> I'm speaking about the Five Brothers. I was a bit surprised. Oh, given, right, yeah. A bit surprised given how long it's been around and that you haven't had it. So I thought this time the listener could advise the hosts. In my experience, Five Brothers is best in a small corncob pipe like the Shortstop or Morgan 
from Missouri Meerschaum. The reason behind this is Five Brothers is a very strong nicotine-forward blend and is best enjoyed in small amounts. The last piece of advice regarding Five Brothers is crucial. Do not smoke it in your home. (laughs) I have a very understanding wife in regards to my pipe smoking and doesn't mind when I partake in the leaf except this one. It's the only blend I have that I'm 100% forbidden to smoke in the house (laughs) due to how close it smells to cigarettes. Uh, Anyway, keep up the good work uh, with the show. I'm looking forward to hearing the next episode. And that's from Dave, a.k.a. DR Alien. There you go. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for that. Yes, you know, we... I think over the years, we've always kind of put it out there. We always want listeners to educate us. We we are aware. Gosh, I've been very open to that. Yeah. At least I hope so. But, you know, you're not often aware of your own ignorance, but at least we are aware that we are ignorant. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, by all means, continue to uh, educate us. Constantly reminded of my (laughs) ignorance. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dave. We appreciate you. Yeah. uh, Longtime listener and supporter. You're you're awesome, brother. Thank you so much. And hey, uh, we do hope that many of you are able to celebrate with us in Jackson, Mississippi, coming on March 4th. If you head over to thecountrysquireonline.com, you can find the banner there with all the information, as well as countrysquireradio.com. Get your tickets, make your plans, come hang with us. It's going to be a blast. We really hope to get a chance to meet and see a lot of y'all there. Hopefully, we'll be enjoying some uh, some quality premium pipe tobacco like the ones we just talked about. Or at least, I, you know, I, I'm not even going to bash it anymore. I mean, like, you know, the, the taste of temptation was, you know, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a sweet, you know, sultry tobacco. Sultry tobacco. Perfect for Valentine's Day. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and you know fellas if uh if smoking the taste of temptation doesn't do it just whip out your phone and pull a chester arthur's beard, beard mustache, mustache. Combo. yeah yeah bust out that get presidential this valentine's day with taste of temptation <laughs> anyway Well, the LAPD hadn't shut us down yet, man, but I think it is time for us to... uh, They're on their way. They're definitely on their way. So, yeah, so uh, find out uh, more about the event and all that good information and more can be found at CountrySquareRadio.com. JD, man, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.